0: This is an Ask Brothers production. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at AskBrothersRant. Download all our content on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Enjoy. Welcome. I think I fucked something up there. I like pressed shit i was like singing into the microphone and nothing was happening i was trying to do like that trying to do a Good. batman intro and then i realized i hadn't put myself in the room and you anyway kick. no one missed anything no one missed anything as far as uh <laughs> as far as uh, you know makes my, a change man makes my a change. standard my standard ass bros intro um what's going on dudes Welcome to this. It's like an Pros extra of some description. We're kind of we had some shit to say, so we thought, well, let's just kind of get together on a podcast and say it. We've sort of been been chatting over Facebook groups and and stuff like that. So anyway, we're all here. We're all in the room. We're waiting on Scunny Mike. I'm joined as always by Dan Potsy. How are you? I'm oh, good, thank
1: you, Max, mate. This has been a while, and I'm looking forward to chatting to you two, Leds, and Scarny, of course, when he jumps
0: on. Yeah, we don't have a lot of structure today, so we'll. Uh, I mean, not that we ever have any fucking standard, st- in it, yeah. Structure, anyway, and uh, and rage a lot. Manny Riz, what's going on, bruv? I'm good. About
2: um, five vodkas deep, so I'm ready to go, bruv.
0: It's like half half seven here. I just got off. Um, Canon Fodder TV, if anyone wants to sort of go and catch up with them on YouTube, good little bit of debate about where Arsenal's at. And, uh, you know, as hard as we try at the moment, guys, as hard as we try, it's it's difficult not to have these conversations about Arsenal that are shrouded in a bit of negativity, Uh, the state of the club, the state of the squad, the realisations of where we are, even to an extent... uh, I mean, and I'll I'll kind of start you off with this one, Dan. I'll put it to you. Even to an extent, watching, getting so much joy watching the kids run out against Pompey didn't fill me full of joy for Arsenal. It made me feel like, have we fallen so far that the only thing I've got to look forward to, the only thing I've got to lean on is watching our kids run around and put in a bit of effort. However... Talk me through your emotions at the moment, Dan. Talk me through about what you're feeling. If you're feeling the same that I'm feeling at the moment where, you know, the game's coming up against West Ham and my desire to get up in the morning and watch football at the moment has never been lower. Yeah, man, it's
1: it's hard times, man. It really is. And I think that the main thing for me and what you've just said there is that the young players are the only positive this season that we can even have. And this is what makes me laugh is that I've spoken to Manny a lot about this and this is kind of why we wanted to come on here was the pure fact that We both said that we're done with this team. We're not done with Arsenal. We're done with this team. And the reason we're done with this team is it lets us down. And it's let us down with four separate managers now. So you can't say that it's just us and Wenger, Unai Emery, Freddie Lundberg and Arteta. As much as they're to blame in each individual way, this team has let us down. They're mentally, they're weak. They suck. And it's still the same players. So we look at Portsmouth the other night and some of the youngsters that are giving their all, I can't be slating them. I'm still slating the same players that are messing up. And it's the same with Olympiakos when we went out. They're the same players that have been messing up for season after season after season. You look at Meza Ozil, so shit on Olympiakos. You look at Luiz, you look at Sokratis when he come on, you look at Granit Chaka. But then the Arsenal fans are so dumb that all they want to blame is Leno, who's been very consistent for us this season, and Aubameyang for missing it at the end. Now, as much as I don't want to say that they were superb and that it wasn't their fault and they can't take any of the blame, I'm not looking at those dudes. I'm looking at the same fuckers that have been there every season, (laughs) messing up like Granit Xhaka. What's he doing at the back, dicking around with it? David Luiz and Socrates, they're both staring at the ball. They're both looking at the man. The first goal was as bad as the second. David Luiz has left the guy in the middle. So I'm looking at these senior players and I'm done with them now. And when it looks at the fans and how stupid some of them are, they're blaming the likes of Aubameyang, who we apparently statistically would be 17th in the league without. This is just madness for me. So like you, Max, I'm finding it very, very hard to stay positive at the moment. And we've... Got to the stage probably around November, December, where some of us tapped out in the season. I know Manny was one of those, but we were trying to find some optimism from somewhere. When we got Arteta, we thought maybe we can start pushing forward now. Season can still be written off, but we're still fucking up. These players are still messing up. Now, I kind of disagreed with Manny on a couple of things just for the pure fact the other day that I'm not going to blame Arteta purely. I think that this team now need to look at themselves and just accept, we need to accept that we are fucking nowhere near good enough. This team are not good
0: enough to get us into Champions League football. Yep. I mean the harsh reality is Dan. The, the the harsh realities and I think the harsh <laughs> the harsh reality that you touch on that I think so many people have have kind of skipped over, right? It's three managers now for most of these players, almost all of these players, three managers. So three managers have been let down. And as Arsenal fans, we go and we point both barrels at the gun. We go straight away and we say, it's on the manager. It's on the coach. It's on the system. Yep, It's not. It's on the players. It's on the squad, right? And if you want to go a level above that, how someone like Raul hasn't come under fire shows the weakness of the Cronkies. It shows the weakness of them because in any business, in any corporate structure, failure of this degree, heads would roll from the top. In my world, in my business, I couldn't go on and I couldn't fail at this level. I couldn't fail to deliver time after time. I couldn't put up excuses and keep saying over and over again that this was the issue or looking to my assistants or looking to my subordinates and saying it's how they organise the team. You appointed them. You bought in the players. You paid the money. Cedric Suarez's £5 million, my beef at the moment. I know he's like the most non – like he hasn't done anything wrong for the team. The only thing he's done is is cost £5 But it's things like this that just personify – Very Arsenal signing though, wouldn't it? Very Arsenal signing. Exactly. And that's what I'm getting at, Dan. And isn't that uh... statement in quotation commas, Manny, isn't that statement to be something very Arsenal, isn't that something that's a real fucking thing, a real bugbear at the moment that we just keep making things that are so us are you asking me i'm asking you i'm saying is that not the worst factor of it is that not the worst thing at the club at the moment that what we're doing Mm -hmm. like all right i'm going to say something's going to upset everyone in the room all right so just get ready for it man Arsenal Mm -hmm. are becoming a little bit spursy
2: man that's not a shock to me Arsenal, we're we're basically the more successful version of Tottenham. Like we've we've done the same things over the years, and then people haven't noticed this pattern, right? Or they have noticed it, but they've pushed it to the back because something else has come to the fore. We get to positions where we can achieve certain things that we haven't achieved before and we mess it up. We get into positions where like Olympiakos the other night, just like Monaco the, the year, you know, with when Giroud and that miss and whatnot, we get into positions where we are on the cusp of something, and then that Arsenal kicks in, the weakness, the the um, the inability to hold on to leads, that inability to show a little bit of metal and a little bit of mental strength to get over the line. That's been us since we moved to the Emirates. If you look at it right over the years, when we beat Leicester, right the year that they won the league, if you look at the table then that was our way back into the title race. Then what did we do? Then you go back to the Eduardo injury. Then you go back to the, then you go forward. Sorry, to the semi final against United. Then you look at what happened with Monaco when we didn't have a Bayern Munich or a Barcelona. We had an opportunity to move on into the Champions League. What did we do? We fucked that one up as well. This is what we do. People need to accept that until certain things change, this is what we are. We get into positions and we fuck it up. Look at last season. Had an opportunity to get into the top four via the league. Messed that one up. Had a final opportunity to get over the line against Chelsea and look what we did. This is what we do. This is Mm. who we are. Forget about the Highbury Arsenal. The Highbury Arsenal died a long time ago. The I was Arsenal just having now? this
0: conversation. I was just having this conversation. Uh, yeah. You know, about the fact that what Arsenal was is looking back to the past and trying to compare what Arsenal is now compared to what Arsenal were. We we it's we, we, near. we
2: are we're the London
0: version
1: of Liverpool. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I said this last night. That's exactly <laughs> what we are now.
0: We are the London version of Liverpool. And we're supposed
1: to be laughing at Liverpool. We're
2: laughing at Liverpool. Why? Hold on, hold on, on, Pots. We're going to get to that. We're going to get,
0: trust me, we're going to unpack that one. We're going to get,
2: we're going to get to that. But all the things that we used to laugh of uh, Liverpool fans about, them always looking to the past and the 80s and the 70s when they were all conquering and dominated and winning leagues and winning champions leagues. We are that now. Because what have we got to look back on that is remotely, that is remotely, you know, that you can look back on with with pride. It's things back in two thousand and four and two thousand and five and six. That's the only thing you can look back on with uh, any pride
0: whatsoever. There's FA, cups in there that I. Can I don't want to good. They're good days out. Look, you can be an FA Cup lover an FA Cup hater, Manny. It's still a cup. It's still a trophy. There's Listen. only four of them. Only four of them available per year. Only only four, four of them available. Of them.
2: But Max. We've done that before. No, Do you, I know. Do you I know what I mean? We, we've done it before. It's not new it's, pussy. It's, 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 it's really just going not.
0: And, it's just going and dipping an old pussy that we've had before. We want new pussy. Exactly. It, we it, want that top-line Champions we've done. League pussy. We want that. <laughs> mm.
2: it, it's, mm. it's doing what we've done before. Okay. It tastes like fa chocolates. Cups, What was it? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Did, it <laughs> did we win two FA Cups in a row or was it three? I think it might have been two. Was it two
1: or was it three? It was three FA Cups in four four years,
2: wasn't it? Three FA Cups in four years. That's great. That's wonderful. That is, you know, but it's not something that people haven't seen before. If you go back over the years, I'm pretty sure Trev has seen us win, you know, three FA Cups in four years. Maybe. I don't know. But it's not anything new. We've won the FA Cup before. We haven't seen Arsenal do anything new since 2004. So please tell me what is there to celebrate? What's there to be happy about? What's there to bring to the table when you're having banter with Liverpool fans or even Chelsea fans? What can you bring to the table that says, all right, this is a poker table. Chelsea bring Champions League, Europa League, um, um, Premier League titles, and Liverpool bring two Champions League titles. What do we bring to the table? Three FA Cups. Tell me if that matches up or if you're not the first person off the table. I don't think it's even
0: just, I I don't think it's even that many. I think it's, like, if I think back to when we won that first FA Cup, sorry, the first modern FA Cup with Wenger, I remember Toby making a statement that at the time, I think it's lucky that we weren't podcasting at the time because I think, you know, Arsenal Twitter would have blown up. But at the time, Toby said something along the lines, this is the worst thing that could happen to the club because it's papered over cracks and it's given them a false idea of that, you know, somehow this club is in a massive, massive decline. You know, it also...
2: Max, hold hold on. Just just one second. Sorry to interrupt you, bro. I'm I'm going completely off topic. Can we all say a fucking congratulations to Toby, who just had a beautiful baby boy. Him and his wife had a beautiful baby boy. Yeah, preach it, man. Preach it. Beautiful baby, boy congratulations to him. I bet he's got loads of fucking sleepless nights at the minute. but congratulations to him, his wife, and his first son Hugo. we're happy with his little brother man. It's a beautiful thing and he's Yet named him. he's
0: named him Jack super jack super Jackie where super man, Congratulations
2: air. to him. Max, I know you're happy about having a new nephew around the place,
0: man. So I don't really give, to, f- to I don't really as give as two I don't really give two fucks to be honest. Right now it's it's well, a ball. Right now it's a ball of nothing. It doesn't have a face well, and the you. funniest thing is man it came out very very dark skinned. So Toby sent me a message and I was like <laughs> I was like fucking hell mate, manny has been to town and sorted your wife out. <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't. Leave me alone. Has, I've never been to Australia. Has, it has since lightened. <laughs> it has since lightened in complexion and has gone back to being Caucasian. But there were some fears there for a while. Anyway, well, anyway. Yep. Continue,
2: continue, Max. My Congratulations
0: part. to Toby. But just to go back quickly what I was saying before, at the time, Toby thought that winning that FA Cup was uh, was papered over the cracks and gave Arsenal or, or gave the board a reason to think that maybe the club wasn't in the level of decline that it was, you know, um, even if you go back through the other FA Cups, yes, they're great days out, and I love an FA Cup, and I love an FA Cup run, you know, and and I love going into an FA Cup final against a team like Chelsea and, and winning against a team like Chelsea. But, you know, there's, I don't know, as time goes on, I wonder if, as time goes on, I wonder if you would prefer at the moment to be, challenging, at least challenging around the top over winning a League Cup or winning an FA Cup. It's a, it's an interesting concept. I know it kind of gets thrown around a lot. Some people really love it. Some people don't love the FA Cup. Some people sit on the fence. Damn, right now, if I was to say to you, let's say this season hasn't happened or let's project into next season. Let's project into next season. Would you prefer a nice long cup run Finishing sixth and not really challenging around the top four, would you rather to be in and around that top three, top four area, challenging for the season, being competitive, being proud of your team throughout the year, enjoying watching all the games throughout the year, and no FA Cup run and no Europa?
1: Mate, it's all about challenging. It's all about top four, and we've we have fallen. Have we fallen so far as the title of this? And I think it's good because that is exactly what it is. People are happy with a cup run. But I don't think there's many out there now that would tell you that they would not want to be challenging second, third or fourth within kind of six, seven points of the title. And it's interesting for me because you bring up what Toby said about the FA Cup. I guess you mean the FA Cup against Hull under Wenger. Is mm. that right? Yeah, you're right. So that season was a season I said that I wanted him to go. OK, I wanted him to say, yeah, I've won my final kind of piece of silverware and now I've won something. Everyone can shut up, let me go and it's all good. Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola were available and were happy to come to Arsenal, right? So let me ask you this. If we would have got a Pep Guardiola or a Jurgen Klopp, would we still be in this situation? Because I don't feel that we've already said there's four managers that have all tried and failed with this team. What would be the difference between a Jurgen Klopp and a Pep Guardiola other than the obvious? Same, same ball, pepper? Dan. Would it's it be the, the same? same exactly? It's so we're same
0: we, board, Dan. It's the same board making it's the, the same, same bad recruitment. Decisions.
1: It's the same yep. idiots recruiting these twats like Chaka. Would we have had a Chaka and a Mustafi under Klopp? Yeah, we probably would have. So, is it all of a sudden we've got a Klopp and a Guardiola and we're saved because it's taken five or six years for Klopp and it probably would have taken Look, four or five? We would five have been, we we would have been money, a
0: better so. team for not having the Emery era. I, I think. I think that was a mistake that the that the board made, you know, if you go back and you look at everyone's initial reactions to Emery's signing, none of it was like, you know, everyone losing their shit, being fucking ecstatic about it. He then kind of proved us wrong for six months. He he fed us enough, you know, throughout that nice unbeaten run that we started to come around. And naturally as Arsenal fans, we sing up, we start supporting. Um, You know, so would we have been better off if we had hired one of those guys from the off and transitioned out of the Wenger era into another big-name manager? Yeah. Yeah, we would have. But it's the same fucking board, and it's the same signings, and it's the same contractual situations. And this is my thing, Manny. I want to kind of throw this to you because I haven't really heard your... Like, I know your opinions on it, but I haven't heard your opinions on it publicly. I've heard Dan's opinions on it publicly on a couple of different podcasts. The argument that got had, I don't know if you watched the Pots preview a couple of previews ago, but Claude and Lee had a ding dong battle over Stan Cronkie and over whether it was actually Kroenke's fault. Right. And I'm really interested, Manny, about what you think on the concept that if the Cronkies have nothing, no other control in the club other than the fact that they wield the axe for their executives, if they have no other control other than that, can it not be said that the Cronkies have failed dismally just by the sheer fact that Raul seems to be bulletproof and has no pressure put on him to succeed?
2: The Cronkies have never put pressure on anybody to succeed, mate. They, haven't put, they didn't put pressure on the previous manager. They didn't put pressure on the Zitas. They basically allowed them to run amok. And to run this club into the ground. So even thinking that, you know, Raul and, and Edu and then Hasfami and Vinay and all those guys are under pressure is laughable because they're not. The Cronkies are basically they're in America. They've got better things to do. So they put people in charge, you know, that ex- you know, they expect them to do the job. You guys know the football. We're gonna be over here. If you need approval for certain signings, we may or may not give it to you. But for the most part, we're over there doing our own thing. That's who the crunkies are. The crunkies are sugar daddies that aren't home. Do you know what I mean? That That's who they are. So there's no pressure on anybody. And I wonder if, you know, the Edus and, all, and those guys are putting pressure on on Arteta. Because he's he probably has a free reign at the minute. And even if things were to genuinely get bad, he probably would still have a free reign because there's no pressure from the guys at the top. It's not filtering down. It's not filtering down to the bottom. The players don't play that they have any pressure. So why would Arteta be under any pressure? So, no. I mean,
0: we're talking about systemic failures across a corporate business. you know across across the structure like let's even just remove the football in its entirety any business that was delivering this level of decline over this period of time bringing in people who were failing you know the fact that we brought in mislintat mislintat back out the door you know who was meant to be our who, who was meant to be the savior of the football club because he was the guy who was actually going to be able to go and get the players to suit the current model, right? Yeah, not going and buying Galacticos, not dealing with, with, you know, the super, the super not coaches, what are they called? The fucking cunts who sign the players, agents, fucking thank you, you know, not as I point at you, man, he's like, you fucking give me the answer, cunt. Um. <laughs> But, you know, not dealing with super agents, you know, Mislintat was the guy who was meant to be going out, going and pulling the gems. We couldn't get that over the line. You know, we obviously we had fallouts with Gazidis. And and the interesting thing is we'll never really know now kind of who's at fault. It's so entwined like the lies and the, the web of shit that's surrounded by Arsenal is so entwined that we have no idea where the rot started and where the rot stops. The, well, one, thing, the one thing that we spoke about a while ago, I think, Dan, you were on the podcast with us. If I put my finger on a point of decline for Arsenal, it's around 2008. 2008 is the last time that, in my opinion, we had a world-class team that could have or should have won the league. The Cronkies come in in 2008, 2009.
1: I think well, – sorry, go on, Manny. Go on, you go. Go on. No, I was going to say it,
2: Max. If you look at the the, the clubs that the Cronkies own, they're not successful. They are not successful. The only team of note that they can really speak about are the Rams. Did, did they get to a Super Bowl final? I think they, they, yeah, they might did. have. They did, and they lost that anyway.
0: Well, we so got to a you, Europa League final.
2: And we lost that too. And we lost. So if you look at <laughs> – yeah, so if you look at their por- their portfolio – It's not about success. Their portfolio is about making as much money as possible. Arsenal is their biggest cash cow. Because the amount of people that go through the door on match days and the revenue and the fact that Arsenal is such a big name globally. But if you look at their business, if you look at the clubs they own, they are not successful people. They are not the people that you want at your club if you want to win titles and if you want to win European titles and if you want to be a big name out there and if you want to be successful trophy-wise. Financially, for them, that's all that matters to them. But continue. Sorry, Dan.
1: Nah, you're good, man. You're good. I think... The one thing that everyone seems to have forgotten about for me when we went into decline, it's interesting that Max says the same sort of era that I'm going to bring up. David Dean fucked off and it has been so shit since he's gone. Now, that wasn't just because he was Arson Wenger's right-hand man. It was because he was Arsenal's legend so to speak he had been there he'd seen it all he'd done it all he was he cared so much and for him to then be basically forced out the door to say look man your time's up we're going to be going to a new level and him saying well I can't get on the back of this and can't stick by you when watch this team go into decline which I think it will said a lot to me and that was worrying and everyone sort of said oh you know Dean we're moving forward without David Dean now Arsene Wenger was never the same manager since he'd gone Arsene Wenger never had that guy to turn to. because Zidis was then brought in as that man, and it was a shambles and a shower of shit. And I think 2008—that was the season that Eduardo broke his leg. Was that right, Max? Yeah, that year. You're talking yep. about it was that a, year, it was, right?
0: It was a cra- it was, was a cracking team.
1: That was a good side. That was the last yep. time that I would say we had a world class side because there was world class players. They were a good age. They were hungry. They were vibrant, and world-class, they had the right world class
0: players with world class cover and like a, a, a mix of of experienced players and a mix of people from different areas and different it was a fucking smashing team
1: we had enough quality we had enough quality from the hybrid that had still come through if you remember mm. the likes of Van Percy, Fabregas Gilberto Flamini Colo Torre uh, we still had uh, kind of uh, Layman in his last season so it got to the stage for me where that was the season and then it just went to a shower of shit. And we had all these players that we know for years and years and years that were just not replacing players. And we had the Bentners and the Chamacs and the Jovino's and the Andros Santos and all these idiots that come through that were panic no 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 no, so- no, 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 We blew that
2: season. We blew that season. We use the Eduardo injury as an excuse as to why we blew that season. If you look at the subsequent games after that, if you are title challengers, you should not be drawing nil nil against Aston Villa and Wigan. Mm. I'm so no, we drew nil nil against Aston Villa at home. We drew nil nil against Wigan away. We drew three games in a row.
0: Nil, nil. Not the man who remembers this, or there's any scar tissue left behind. You know, just I just remember re- this shit. <laughs> I remember this shit because that season had a
2: fucking effect on me, bro. I remember this shit clearly. There is no excuse. That injury happened at Birmingham. I'm pretty sure these players have psychologists. I'm pretty sure they had a meeting about it. So, explain to me how you draw three games in a row, nil, nil after that injury and then you're trying to tell me that oh it's because Eduardo got injured no it's because you're weak it's because that's when the weakness began and that's Mm. when it started The years and years and years of failure years after that we would get into the new year and we'd either be first second or in a title race what would happen after that we would blow
0: it that is who we are it's interesting to kind of throw up the idea of you know whether or not football changed around us and we didn't change with football or whether we made changes away from a model that worked and we inherently fell on our own sword doing that. I don't think it's something that any of us can actually really sit here and answer. We can have opinions you know, we can think that this may have happened, this may not have happened. But, I mean, if you just look at the pure statistics of our where we finished and the decline that we've had, you know, from that 2008 period, we have been a club in decline. Bar the blips of a couple of FA Cups, which, as we said at the start of the podcast, may have been Band-Aids on, you know, gaping wounds. Uh, other than that, there hasn't been a huge amount for us to be excited about. You know, and it kind of brings us into this, this and, and guys listening, you know, this is not this is not going to be a nice podcast. Just so you know, this is not gonna be a nice podcast. I mean they've so, got they've got to groups it that are already, I think. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean it's not it's not gonna get better anytime soon. You know, this is a real this is one of those podcasts where we've been having some chats online and kind of looking at what the Arsenal fan base is saying, and we thought, no, you know what, we want to come online and we really want to strip it bare and have a real honest conversation you're in a room with a couple of arsenal fans you know three arsenal fans of us here who are guys who really do i i think we look past the the fandom of arsenal being an arsenal fan and not saying things that are difficult because you know you might be worried that people listening might say that you're not a good fan or well, fuck being a good fuck fan
2: being a good fan you know? yeah chinks
0: chinks yeah, fuck being, fuck being a good fan, and fuck sitting there and saying, no, you know, we're a super club, we're a top club, we're a top team. You know, one of the things that's sort of been really, really grinding me down on Twitter and on uh, on Facebook, and not that I really pay a huge amount of attention to it, but it's like the Thomas Party conversation at the moment, and the fact that Arsenal fans seem to think that just because he has a release clause, <laughs> and just because we have the money. To trigger his release clause, uh, that this we? guy is going to look at Arsenal. Well, I mean, the release clause isn't isn't more than the money that we've spent in past seasons. So yes, we 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 would have the money to release the clause, even if we what sold is, two players. Do you know what it is? It's about £35 30, five oh. million pound, I think 40, 40 something million euro. Um, you know, which is a, a good release clause for a great player. But if you're telling me this guy isn't going to be, isn't going to be. Um, like sought after by other clubs, by better clubs, by clubs in both better positions with their soul of their club, clubs in better positions in their league. Like, you know, guys have to want to come to this club. And I think there's an element of, I think it's an interesting one for you to cover off, Dan, because I'm not sure how you feel about it. I think you kind of, you tread both sides of the path here. But, you know, the prestige of Arsenal, How far is that prestige of Arsenal diminishing? You know, is a Thomas Party going to sit there and going to look at Arsenal and Arsenal next season, let's say it doesn't have Aubameyang. Let's say it doesn't have Lacazette. Is he going to look at an Arsenal and say, you know what? That's what I want to hitch my wagon to. Because Kevin Campbell said it on his podcast recently. It's a short career. It's a short, short career. And you have to make some good key decisions at key times. I can't see Arsenal being a a smart decision or a key decision for Thomas Pardy, not with the three years of rebuild that we're going to need to have.
1: Yeah, there's two sides to it, like you say. Um, The first side is Arsenal are a huge club by the name. At the moment, we are not playing as a big club. So it's a really difficult situation because money comes into it, as it does with every single player. I think that the ambition at the moment with players still does exist I think people do still want to come to a club that will be successful and somebody like Thomas Party playing at Atletico Madrid would that even be considered an uh, upgrade for him leaving Atletico Madrid he is at Atletico Madrid right
0: Thomas yes yeah. yes yep. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So would that be considered an upgrade, leaving Atletico Madrid and coming to Arsenal? It would not. Would it be considered an upgrade for Upper to leave Leipzig and come to Arsenal? No, it wouldn't. <laughs> but, but you look at Arsenal as a club, the history of it, and you'd say, wow, yeah, let's go to Arsenal. At the moment, they're both in the Champions League. We could be out of Europe completely. So it is worrying. It is what you well exactly. Yeah, I think we are as well. Are you laughing because you disagree, Manny, or are you were laughing because you agree? What? What? Go on, Are ben, you laughing because
0: if you weren't laughing, you might start crying?
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm no, I'm laughing because <laughs> Leipzig. Because Leipzig at the minute is the, <laughs> is the more attractive destination. The only, the only, you know, type of players that would really be interested in Arsenal is players like Pape Gay from the from the Arab. <laughs> <laughs> You know, no, no. You know, it's not, it's not no, even. Sorry, me, not I'm even laughing me, at Ryan's,
1: Ryan's comment there.
2: <laughs> like it's me being genuine, right? It's me being genuine because Arsenal is still a big name for certain French players in in Liga and League Two, right? They think it's genuinely, you know, they look at it as there's been so many French players that have been there and been successful. Arsenal is still the big name. I can say that for sure. Mm. But to mm. somebody like Thomas Partey. I'd rather go to fucking Leipzig. What am I coming to Arsenal for what? To play yeah. with Jaka and Mustafi, and to play and to play in the library every week? Oh, but we should
0: but we should resign Mustafi because he's a top defender now. So oh, go I'm gonna there, come right? on to that. I'm gonna come
1: yeah, on to yeah, that. We'll get, yeah, we'll okay, later. okay. We'll, get, cool. there. <laughs> we'll, get, there, we'll
0: oh, get there.
2: I'll hold, Manny, I'll hold fire on that. Manny, go, it's go on,
0: interesting. Man. It's interesting what you're saying because I just said this on on Cannon fodder, which I was on just before. I said, where I said. If we're going to go buy people in the summer, I think Arsenal fans need to very, very heavily like moderate what they think we're going to bring in. You know, people are like, oh, let's go bring in this this wonder kid. What's his name? This striker, this wonder kid. People there are talking go. about uh, T- w- Werner. Werner. Oh, sorry. Timo Werner. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, people are like, oh, let's bring him in. I'm like, is going to be a hundred million pounds and he has to want to come to Arsenal. You know, I think, you know, the Thomas parties, I even think like, you know, unless the, the rumor is true and the upper Mankano deal is signed, surely Upper Mankano would be looking at it now going, well, why, why would I leave? You know, he and if we're going to be shit. Yeah. If he's, if he's signed a pre-contract, he's going to be on the phone to his agent going, get me out of this now. But, I think more likely if Arsenal fans are going to look at realistically where the club is, where we're going to be doing our shopping, where we're going to be playing, and how we rebuild, it's going to be Sangares. It's going to be these Guerre guys. It's going to be guys out of the French League where, regardless, a step up to the premiership is still very exciting and where Arsenal still holds some prestige in France because of its history and because of its connections with France. I think that's where we're going to be looking. That's where we're going to be shopping. And that's what the team's going to be built around next season. I can't see, see I parties coming. No, nor, nor do I. But I think at least then... So this is another one, Dan. So the idea that we're that Arteta came out and released that we're on, on a Champions League wage structure with a now Europa League team and that we may end up being on a Champions League wage structure next season with a team not playing in Europa League. You know, it it, it begs the question, people saying, just go offer Aubameyang £350,000 a week to stay. It's £46 million over the three-year contract extension. <laughs> the club can't afford it. Like, the club can't afford it on the model unless you had a, an oligarchical owner who came in and said, here is 150 million pounds of my money. Go pull yourselves out the shit. It's not going to happen. So the types of players that we're going to be going and getting are going to be those French League guys. I mean, right now, someone said to me the other day, Dan, you can have one player. So you can pick one player for Arsenal next year. One player in and one player out. And I said, Ozil out, Grealish in. I actually, think that, would, I actually think that would improve us astronomically. 100%. And I think with even that one, go down. Sorry,
1: I I said about the number 10 role. We've all said it. To death, it needs to go. And Jack Grealish, everyone says, you know, James Madison, Kevin De Bruyne, they don't play the number 10 role because these play- teams don't play. No team plays it apart from us because we're stuck with a guy on £350,000 a week who we have to force into the team or Arteta believes we do. So he has to play number 10. There's nobody else that plays in there. He can't play in a free in midfield. So we have to play with him. So for me, yes, Urzel goes 350 grand a week, £18 million a year extra. We're now got. And this is what makes me laugh, Max, right? People People say, oh, we're on a Champions League wage budget. So if we're out of Europe, we're, we're going to be on a Champions League wage budget. Let the players go then. Let them mm-hmm. go. But we can't because we're stuck with them because nobody else will give them that money. You think anyone's going to give Mustafi 90K a week? You think anyone is going to give Mkhitaryan 180K a week? You think anyone's going to give, say, a 125 grand a week? They're not. So we're Socrates, stuck with them. 110 grand. A week. Chaka,
0: 110 grand. These players yep. are shit players that you know, are not took, even good enough. You know, we took Socrates. He came in on 40,000 euros per week, and we immediately upgraded him to 100,000. We upgraded him over 50% how, of his wage. It shows you no how thought, no for No forethought. No forethought for what are we going to do with this guy in two years when he's 31. You know, and this brings me back, Manny, it brings me back to the start of the show where I was talking about the structures, and I was talking about the way that we sign contracts and the way that mm. we put ourselves into this position, you know, and the idea that the the Arsenal fan base has that we're somehow going to buy our way out of this. We are not going to buy our way out of this. Dan's got fucking coronavirus. I can see him coughing mm. in the microphone. I have- um, we're not going to buy our way out of this. I don't think – not only do I think that we don't have the support to buy our way out of this, but it's almost like that old adage, Manny, to rebuild – we must first destroy.
2: Mm. Please destroy. Please.
0: You know, does, does that destruction start with Obama Yang.
2: That destruction starts with, it starts with him. It ends with probably Mustafi. You start with Obama Yang and you go backwards. You work your way backwards. Really and truly, man, and the way you start the destruction is you get rid of that strike force. Let's be real here; they may have built us out of you know numerous holes. Lacazette is not interested at the minute. Aubameyang wants to be in a Champions League team, so you start there. Then you work your way backwards. Give me a hammer and let me loosen Mr. Özil. Boy, he won't survive. He won't survive.
0: Do you right. think, Manny, do you think that if you bought in, I'm just going to throw three names out there, right? Yeah. Do you think that if you bought in next season, Jimenez mm. from Wolves, yep. um, Grealish from Villa, mm. and either a Sangare or a Guillaire out of France, and you mm. removed Aubameyang, let, I'm not saying I want to move Aubameyang because he's dude, Let's let's just put dude. that there. Let's just say that it's it's Lacazette, and Ozil. It's a necessarily necessary Aubameyang, Lacazette, and Nersel. If you remove those three players, you brought in those three new players, or Aubameyang, Lacazette, and for me, uh, Jack, I still think Jack is a huge, Jacques, huge, Jacques, huge, huge problem for Arsenal because he doesn't allow us to build a midfield that works in an athletic manner. But Let's just say those three positions went out. Yeah. People would argue that all three of those are a step down. People would argue that Mesut Ozil is a better player than Jack Grealish, that Obamiang is a better player than Imenez, that, that, that Xhaka is a, a better player than Sangare. But do you think that the change in culture and the change in overall output would make up for the clear loss in technicality, inverted commas?
2: Man, the only player in there that I have a question mark about in terms of life-like life replacement is Jimenez, right? Because we know what Abayang is all about. We know that he puts the ball in the back of the net. We've seen it, right? You, we've seen it. The evidence Jimenez, is there.
0: Jimenez has scored sixteen goals. Sixteen goals this year. Fifteen goals this year. All competitions.
2: Uh, Abayang will score him. Yeah, right, yeah,
0: Abameyang I know, I know. I know. We, we would see a step down. We would
2: see a step 100%, 100%, 100%. down. Hundred percent. We would see. We would see a step down there. But also when Jack Grealish... The, the, there is no comparison in terms of the output this season and for the last three years. Look at the numbers for yourself, right? Yeah, Meso- like, I'm not even going to go into Ozil because you know how I feel about that cunt,
0: right? So I think those three signings are a uh, reasonable sign Those those three signings, those, those three
2: signings, th- th- those free signing, Max, it tells us that we're building for something because in in terms of us. Like you said, we need to destroy in order to be able to rebuild. So, how do you start that rebuild? You start that rebuild by looking at players that fans will think are a step down. That's how you start that rebuild. But really and truly, when you look at two of those players, Sengare and Grealish, there are a step up, in yeah. my opinion. That's just that's just my opinion. The only step down will be a Bameyan for Jimenez. But you you would be able to tell us that you know what, we're on a step, we are you know going forward and we're Genuinely trying to rebuild. If you, if you, if fans are really thinking that we're going to go out there and, and get players and get world class players that are going to instantly have an impact, you are wrong, because that's not the way even Liverpool did it. Go back and look how they no, did it. Because Liverpool they, have because hard they're,
0: working, hard running players. They built exactly. their team around hard work and then put little sprinkles of amazing they, around them. They built their team
2: around players like Milner and Henderson, right? Then Vanaldum.
0: they got the Wijnaldum's. The yeah. so, yeah. so underrated. Yeah, So underrated. I tell you what, he's not fucking underrated by Liverpool fans. They love him. He's not. I love not, him. I love because him. they know. Him.
2: Because they know what they're seeing week in, week out. Because they know that when Wijnaldum is in the team, he's going to give 110%. With a lot of our players, you can't see that. But what I'm saying is, if you go back and look the way Liverpool rebuilt, when Mane signed for Liverpool... Technically, he might have been a step down. Technically, I don't know who they had in, in place at the time, but Mane was in a, a spectacular signing. Neither was, Salah, neither, was Salah,
0: was, right? neither was Salah
2: considering where he was, right? Neither was Salah considering where he was, considering his time at Chelsea when he had he already failed
0: football. once in the Premier League. He had failed. exactly failed, he had in failed. the
2: Premier League. He had the yeah. and people probably looked at him and gone, you know what? Here we done. go, another thirty-five million, and we probably and he's probably going to fail again. But look at their rebuild. Genuinely look at it.
1: They right? got rid of Sterling, they, Sterling and
0: Coutinho. They had, yeah. And they now got Salah of and, and you know and, what?
2: Sterling I don't think Sonoma. Sterling
0: would suit. that I don't think Sterling would suit that. Clubs would suit that. Club system to the same he degree wouldn't. that Mane would. Nah, no, he wouldn't.
2: He wouldn't. And Salah and Salah and Mane, when they signed, you wouldn't think that they were luxurious signings. But look at what they're doing. Look at the evidence on the table. Look at the you evidence let's on the go, table.
0: Let's let's look at it. Let's go pick up, you know, like um, Max Arnold, You know, from from Norwich. That's a that's a player. Max Aaron. Max Aaron. Yeah. Sorry, that's a player that we could go and get. Like that's an Arsenal-grade signing that we could go and get and give Hector genuine, oppos- a genuine opposition for his position. And this is what I'm talking about, Dan. This is what I'm talking about, what I was saying at the start of this show, why Twitter is just killing me, just killing me at the moment because of the mentality of the fans just constantly saying that we're going to buy our way out of here and that we're going to go and we're going to compete with these top players. We're just going to bring these top players in. We don't have the football for them, Dan. We don't have the football no. for them. We don't have the structures for them. We don't have the team for them. I, I I I stand by what I said. You know, those three players who I just said, if you go throw Max Ahrens in there as well, I honestly mm. think if you go and put those four players into the team next season, we're a better team than we are this season with the supposed drop-off in technicality.
1: We need to look at... Up- The recruitment structure, not just the recruitment structure, the structure of what Liverpool had done under Klopp, right? Because you look at their recruitment, okay. now it's a lot more than their recruitment. They've got owners that have backed their their manager for a start. They've got um, a lot of stuff happening in the background, which is a lot better than Arsenal. But if you just look at the players and what's on the pitch and you just look at what there is that the recruitment have done at Liverpool... This is what we need to do. And you have t- half touched on it apart from Sangare because they're all in the Premier League. So you look at Jimenez, you look at Greedish, you look at James Madison, you look at Decore, you look at Nathan Aki, you look at Connor Cody, you look at Lewis Dunk, look at Adama Traore. These were all players that we can realistically sign even if we're Todd, out of Europe. Todd,
0: can, Todd Cantwell.
1: Todd Cantwell was yeah, apparently a an Arsenal
0: fan. Apparently yeah, he's a gooner a as well because he yeah. laughed
1: when Tottenham missed their penalty and, uh, or, or gave it to the fans when he scored one or the other. So you look at those eight or nine players I've just mentioned there that would all realistically be able to come. Maybe not James Madison, but the others I think would be realistically come because I think Madison will be like 80 million or something, crazy like that. So for me, the other players won't be. So those players would be able to come to Arsenal. We don't have to look far. And who else didn't look far? Jurgen Klopp, Andrew Robertson at Hull. Wyatt Alden yeah. from Newcastle, Shaqiri from, Luke, uh, from uh, uh, Stoke, oxlade Chamberlain from Arsenal. Yeah, mm. these are players that were already proven themselves to be good Premier League standard good players. Enough, and good he meant for and the put top in-
0: clubs now, but not good enough for us. Not good enough for the amazing Arsenal who, who Arsenal. bowed <gasps> out to Olympiacos because what, they couldn't get off their asses in the first half an hour to put a tie away. And this is what we talk about mentality. This team, this team is weak.
1: And they, and that's why those players you mentioned coming in, yeah, it might be a downgrade. But if Obamian goes, which I still think he will, the person I said that we should buy was Raul Jimenez, ahead of Callum Wilson, Jamie Vardy, uh, uh Callum Danny Wilson, Wings, players like that, yeah, that people were saying, no, no, this is not me, this, this is what people have told me. People told me on that podcast that Callum Wilson, Jamie Vardy, and uh, who else did I just say? Danny Ings would be better oh, options than Raul Jimenez. Man,
0: what Jamie po- Vardy rejected us. What podcast were you on, Dan? Remind me um, not to watch it.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Dan, don't, don't, don't I'm say, not even going to promote it. So.
0: Jamie,
2: Jamie Vardy rejected us. He rejected us to stay at Leicester.
1: I, was, and outnumbered probably, on this, come I on. was outnumbered on this podcast, mate. I was the only well, you're one not saying outnumbered. Well, hold,
2: hold on. You're not outnumbered here, bruv. You're not outnumbered here because I'm a fan of Raul Jimenez and what he can bring to us. The type of yeah. football that we play, we need a Raul Jimenez, a big, burly striker that can score goals and hold the ball up. We but don't you have that I'm right saying?
0: now. Arsenal is a step up for Jimenez. Therefore, the... Is the, it? The tran- yes. Yeah, well, it's a step up in the size of the club. It it would be a step up in his ability to accrue wages. You know, it's not like he's coming from a Champions League club. So, And this is kind of what I'm saying, you know, for Grealish coming to Arsenal from Villa is going to be a step up. These kids coming out of Norwich, it's going to be a step up. I just think there's a mentality change that needs to happen. You know what? I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think, like... I just don't see it happening, but it's what needs to happen. Take
1: the mentality of Wolves. You take the mentality of Wolves. Look at Wolves now, right? They've played, I think this is their 48th game or something crazy already that they've played. Okay, that's an exaggeration, but they have played a lot of football, right? They're still winning games of football and the best front three other than Liverpool's front three, in my opinion, is that Wolves front three. Giotta, Jimenez and Traore look so good playing together. Yeah, mm. it doesn't matter who plays or how they play together. They, it works because yeah, well, the mentality of the team is better. Pods, Pods, pot. They, they, they,
2: they, they drew Olympiacos in the, in the <laughs> Europa League. Watch them <laughs> yeah. get through them. Watch them do what we couldn't do. Yep. Just watch it. And they'll wait to, to Olympiacos in the first leg as well. They will go through
0: for the simple fact you know that what? they
1: want I it. I fucking hope they do. I fucking hope they They do. want it. They want it. Right, they want it because they're putting, not entitled. I thought
0: about putting a little bet on them to win the lot. I thought about it day. Yeah, put a bet on. They will beat
2: Olympiacos. Why? Because they want it. Because when Olympiacos go to Molyneux, those players will be on it. They will understand that the position that they're in. We have players right now that have never been in the position that we were in against Olympiacos last week, and look how the way they performed. Yep. But those wars players the Nevers of this world, the Jimenez, the Jotters, the Codys, the – what's that other dude's name? The the Bowley. Doherty. Doherty, Those guys, they will be up for it because they've never been in that position before. Yet our players, a lot of them who've never been in that position before, gave it away.
0: Our fans fans wouldn't put up with it, I'm telling you. When we don't bring in parties and we're not in for Werners and we're not in for, you know, all these stupid stupid names all of our fans will be up in arms next season. They would be I'll tell all you fans what, if, are stupid. If we bought in I'd say outside of Grealish because I think our fan base recognizes that Grealish is a real talent. If you bought in that handful of guys who are saying into the club next year and you let the handful of talent that we've said would leave the club, our fans would go fucking spare. They would say this is Arsenal, this is my club, we're a top club. You know, we need to be going after top players. Harsh truths, we're not a top club. We haven't been a top club for, well, over a decade. Over a decade since we were... Easily, easily. Easily, more, since we were last a top club. You know, so, guys, harsh truths, harsh words, and I think harsh truths that Arsenal fans need to hear. So I'm sure, as always, we'll get rinsed in the comments. We get rinsed in the comments by people. Not the people in the room right now. The people who are in the room. Stand the man, thank you for your comments. Rising 101. (coughs) uh, Ryan McMurray, who's. Big up, Ryan. Yep. Um, uh, Who else we got in here? I think that's it. That's everyone. Oh, Glenn. You know what's what's interesting?
2: You know know what's interesting, Max, is that the four from Grace from Arsenal as a club has been reflected in our fan base and this is this will be a great segue to some of the shit I've seen in the last week Potts, you know exactly what I'm talking about Max, you know what I'm talking about as well and, and the fact that we take pleasure in Liverpool losing one game, the fact that we take pleasure in Tottenham losing a, a penalty shootout the fact that that's entertainment for us Mm. We've gone. We've gone from being the standard, being the set of fans that that sort of banner would be above, would be below us. Do you know what I mean? Because we were the standard.
0: I think now yeah.
2: these these are these are our cup finals. Well, not for me, but these are cup finals for some people. You know, oh, it's not easy to go forty nine games unbeaten. Understandable, you know.
0: But it was that's not five, it, it was 2005. Two f- Get over it, was it.
2: 2004. Do you know where I was in 2004? I was in secondary school. Yeah, Bluetooth was just being introduced in 2004. Mini camera, <laughs> camera phones weren't even there man, yet.
1: I had a Nokia 3310, bruv. <laughs>
0: Dude, <laughs> 2000, I was a Snake this... champion. Snake, Did... yeah. Oh, I loved Snake. <clears> I so loved snake, snake, man. Right?
2: but this is this is the fact that fans think that they can laugh at liverpool for losing that 44 games unbeaten that's our cup final
0: now i got rinsed are- i got rinsed on twitter manny rinsed on twitter and rinsed on socials for exactly what you're saying for saying that i thought that i thought it was pathetic you that know i what? thought it was you know beneath what? arsenal and that it was pathetic one thing to sit there and say i am happy that our record stands I am. You know, I'm happy that the record stands. It's a nice thing to have. It's another thing to post up meme after meme after laughing emoji. You know what my Max. Liverpool fans thought? my Liverpool fans thought we were fucking ridiculous. They were like, cunts, we are 41 points ahead of Loving you and we won us. the Champions League last year. Shut the fuck Max, up, Arthur.
2: This, this is what I want you to do, Max, right? This is what I want you to do to every single fucker who gave you abuse, right? You send them the link to this podcast and you send them to the link to what minute is it now? 53 minutes and 20 seconds, all right? Personally, go fuck yourselves and this is what I say, go fuck yourselves to everybody who said you gave Max abuse and who thinks this is hilarious. We're 42 points behind them. We haven't won a League since 2004. We haven't done anything significant, right? Since 2004. We have nothing to bring to the table. This Liverpool team, right? They've been in turmoil for how many years? Yet somehow in that time, they've won two Champions Leagues. We've been in turmoil for less amount of time than them. What have we done? I will take the year that Liverpool have had over the 13 years of shit that we've had at the Emirates. So why the fuck are you laughing? Oh, you fuckers it's laughing. What's it's so it's funny? It's tell tell it's me what's so funny. We're be- we're behind Burnley and Sheffield United and Wolves in the league, and you lot are finding it funny that Liverpool lost the game to Watford. We were two-nil up against Watford and fucked it up. Yeah? Over the years we lost 8-2 to United. Over the years, we were 4-0 up against Newcastle and fucked it up. So why are you laughing at Liverpool for losing 3-0? It was their time to <laughs> lose. What have we done? What gives us the right to have a laugh? The Invincibles was great. The Invincibles was a time where I used to have daily banter with United fans. They couldn't say fuck all to me for a year. That was in 2004, back when I was in school. I'm a man now. I pay bills. Yeah? Drive. I work every day. Why am I looking back at 2004? Why am I looking back at the past for? It was great. Look at where we are now. 42 points. We finished on 90 points in 2004. Wolves were at the bottom with 57 points and we're 42 points behind Liverpool and in 10th and you're laughing. They've won a Champions League. What the fuck have we done? What's so funny? Fuck you lot, man.
0: Yep. I said it in a less vigorous and more diplomatic manner but I love it I love it though I love it you go you go you go hard man I even find the top I even find you know, moving on from Liverpool stuff I even find the Tottenham stuff this week to oh, be ridiculous we're behind don't. them we're behind them we have we, is it 4 years we've been behind them for now or 3
1: Three. Yeah, for three four years. years be, this will be the fourth because we ain't gonna get ahead of them this year. Yeah. What makes yeah. me laugh about this, Max, as well, right? Is this there's people who have put stuff on their Facebook status saying that the last four days or sorry, five or six days now, have been the best five to six days of Arsenal season because Liverpool can't go unbeaten, they neither can do the treble, and Tottenham are out of the cup. That is our season. That is what we how, are but, we are screaming do you know about.
2: Pathetic, do you know how pathetic that is, Dan. Do you know how pathetic that is? That's like, I'm not sure if you guys are clued in with hip-hop, right? That's like when Ray J came out with a tune about Kim Kardashian saying that he hit it first. That That's that's <laughs> what that is, right? Him coming out and bragging that, yeah, but I had sex with the first. Who the hell gives it that Who cares if the last four or or the last week or so has been a celebration to you? You are a reflection of the mediocrity that is Arsenal Football Club. That is is not a celebration. That is an embarrassment. The fact that that's our cup final. Whereas our cup final was going toe-to-toe with United to see who was going to win the league. And And now we are finding pleasure at Liverpool losing the
1: game, but and they're to going do to win the league and we're going to finish outside of Europe.
0: Dumped out of, to do it days after getting dumped out of Europa <laughs> as well with Unbelievable. That I was still oh, getting just,
1: over just, it, man. I was I just, still getting I, over the I fucking Olympiacos loss I and everyone's screaming and celebrating.
0: Yourself. Yeah, just check yourselves, Arsenal fans. You know, just check yourselves. You know, think about it. Think about where you are as a football club. Think about the fact that uh, and, and like I said at the start of this, I've got no issue with Arsenal fans being happy. I uh, no issue. No issue. I don't. I don't have any issue with Arsenal fans being happy. I just think that it's ridiculous to go to the levels to which they went to, you know. You know and for me, maybe it's because, you know, Stan's just said down here, you know, maybe we're overreacting a little to a little bit of banter and memes. We're behind oh. them. But you can still have a sense of humour about it. Stan, I do have a sense of humour about it. It's fucking like days on. And it's not just the Liverpool thing. It's the constantly laughing at fucking Tottenham who are above us. It's and do you know what con- the laughing at Tottenham thing Steve, is even right worse. Right on, right on, Steve. Steve, big Steve in yeah. the house. Be happy. It's true. But don't celebrate yeah, can... and go crazy, absolutely. I and you know what I was the, I think That's the thing we're talking about. We're talking about people going so fucking over the top. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. I, I, and do you know what? Do you know what? I was of course, I was, I was pleased when I saw that Watford had beat Liverpool. Yeah, our, our record, fine. That's no worries. To put statuses up and to put stuff on Twitter, celebrating, ha, 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 let's all laugh at Liverpool. And then just touching on the Tottenham thing, which I cannot get the life in me. Yes, laugh all you like that Kane's out for the season or for a long time. By the way, he will be back kick on the North London derby, just to let yeah, you all know, because he, he always is. And so will Son, because he's fractured his arm and he'll be <laughs> fine, right? So those two will be back, so don't laugh too hard. And do you know what makes me laugh? People are now saying... Ha ha ha, Kane and Son are out. Tottenham are losing. St. Tottenham's Day could still happen. Fuck St. Tottenham's oh. Day. Fuck St. Tottenham's uh. Day. Fucking does my head in. Yeah, we finished above Tottenham. We're still shit. But, does me in, but, mate. Can, can, me. I
2: count, can I count? counter what, what Big Steve said and then and, and Big Steve as well? I don't even want to celebrate. I'll tell you why, because... I would celebrate if we were second and that loss to Watford was us getting closer to the title.
0: Yeah, Yeah, even if we were just competing.
2: Yeah, that's where I want Arsenal to be. I don't want to be celebrating over Liverpool losing and we're 10th. That's stupid to me. That's ridiculous to me. We're nowhere near them. So them losing does nothing for us in the present. It does something for us in the past. You can't change the past. It's happened. Yeah? Yeah. So celebrate if we were Man City, where Man City are right now and Liverpool had lost. Then you can celebrate. Then you can look forward and go, you know what, if we beat this team, then we'll be closer to them. But we're still 42 points behind them and you're celebrating. Why? Come on. Does that sound right to you?
0: That sounds fucking stupid to me. Right on. And right on, Steve. Four years ago, we laughed at Spurs for them being chuffed at finishing above us. We said how pathetic and sad it was. Now we're the same. Thank you, Steve. We Steve's, Steve's got, the his, red Steve's got his big boy pop- pants on. Also, Steve, the- I owe, I owe Steve, I owe Steve two apologies. And, and I, he didn't fucking <laughs> respond to me on Twitter, Steve. I owe you two apologies. Number one was where I said Eddie Nketiah was complete garbage and he'd never make it at Arsenal. And I did a little public retraction and I tagged you off in it and you didn't respond. And I also (laughs) said that I thought Reece Nelson was the worst player I'd ever seen for Arsenal. And I thought he was particularly good in the cup um, as well. So those are my little retractions to Steve because we know Steve Steve loves the kids. Loves them. Yes. (laughs) don't go there again, man.
1: <laughs> Please don't. <go> <laughs> Do you know the, the other, sorry, I missed one. The other reason that it's been the best six days is because we beat Portsmouth in the Cup. That was the other one that oh someone put on a status.
0: Uh, you know, that's oh that's where we're at. We kind of said at the start of the show, you know, isn't it a bit painful at the moment? that The, the, the part that we're getting the most pleasure out of is seeing a group of Arsenal kids running around. You know, we're back when we were meant to be backfilling our squad with these kids, and they were meant to be the support act, and we were meant to be developing them. Now we're going into it, and we're saying, Hey, Saka, you're going to play six full 94 minutes in a row oh, for no. us, you know, which, which, which was just just ridiculous for me. You know, we're going to Eddie, and we're saying, Eddie, you're going to be ahead of a, a, a 54 million pound striker that we bought in before Obamayang. We brought him in as the main man. You know, but now we're going gonna to go to you. You know, we're but talking about Max- putting Martinelli back into the team. You know, it's the, 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 the trajectory the- of the football club is wild at the moment.
1: And this is the thing, Max, if you said we're going to have a clear out, the players I'd be gutted about leaving would be the youngsters over the seniors. I'd be gutted Mm. if Saka left. I'd be annoyed if Martinelli left. I would even be annoyed if Gendouzi went. And yes, I would be annoyed and frustrated if Yang went because I think it would be hard to replace him. But I would much rather see any of the others go. You can probably make an excuse for Kieran Tierney for the pure fact that he's been injured and it's been a bit of a harsh reality for the lad just with horrendous injuries he's had. But the others, I would not give a fuck about if they left. And I can honestly, hand on heart, say that. And it's frustrating. We've got three, you know, Martinelli, Saka and Ganduzi, We're saying, please don't lose them. They're 18 and 19, aren't they? Come on, Mm. man. Crazy.
0: Uh. (sighs) <laughs> lovely, lovely well, podcast. What, what a lovely way to start the day for me to have such well, a, a, a positive a positive po- but look do you know what i said this at the start of the show and for people listening to this and thinking fuck these guys are negative you know they're not real fans fuck you right we're as real fans as anyone else i think that we've just started to have some very very real conversations about where the club's at what the trajectory of the club is and you know, how you, kind of, how you kind of wrestle that back and how the board wrestles it back. Um, we are only five points off of, of top four or top five. It's not uh, beyond the realms of possibility that we may be able to put together a run. I don't think it's possible because I don't think that these players have the mentality to put on a run like that. I've got a funny feeling they're going to put on a little bit of a run and just make us think that they could do it. They'll fuck then, it up, and then fuck it all up because that's the, that, you know that's the that's the Arsenal way. And we've still got big games to play as well, big games against big clubs to play. We've still got uh, we've still got City, we've still got Tottenham, we've got Leicester, don't we? We've got Wolves. You know, mm. there's plenty of there's plenty of banana skins for us there. And the funny thing with Arsenal this season is a lot of the times it's not those games I've gone into quite worried about. Because I think, oh, well, you're going to come out and play. And I think Arsenal, when teams come out and play against us, we look much better. For me, when Arsenal look terrible, it's when teams are in low blocks and we don't have the technicality or the tempo or the incisive passing or the final third entry balls to actually break them down.
1: But you look at the 11 games.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, six vodkas and Rubicon <laughs> deep. Like if you if you want to be champions, if you want to be challengers, if you want to be, you know, recognized as a team that can go away and win a game 1-0 and come away with it with the points, you have to beat the teams in low blocks. You, mm. you can't just go out there and, and beat the big teams. And for me, you say that we'll we'll we can go on a run. Sure. But well, when it'll come to April and a banana skin comes up, or a game where we're expected to win, like Brighton last season, we will fuck it up because this is the Arsenal way. And I look and Potts, I'm looking at you right now. My bad, I'm looking at you right now because I was telling you all season that this team is going to fuck up in the Europa League. This team is not built to win the Europa League, and deep down, I was hoping that that would be wrong, but mm. the chickens came home to
1: roost. But just it happened like, like they before always. you knew it though but it happened before i knew it it,
2: it happened yeah. before i knew it that's why i was so pissed off but this team like mike said they don't have the mentality when things get tight when it's time to put together a 90 minutes where you just need to get over the line and the performance doesn't matter they do not have it in them because you have players like Ozil, where the conditions have to be perfect in order for you to perform, and even when they're perfect, you still find a way to fuck it up. Yeah, we don't have we we don't have that sort of team. So for us at the moment, listen, you can go on a run if you want to, but if you will, if your eyes are opened and if you know who you're watching, you will know that they will fuck it up at some point, point. and then you won't be so pissed off about it.
1: But Manny, do you think that the 11 games you've got left, the winnable ones that everyone's saying are West Ham tomorrow at home, yeah? Villa away, mm-hmm. Norwich at home, Watford mm-hmm. at home, Southampton mm-hmm. away, and Brighton away, right? They're the ones that people are saying we can win. We, I don't feel confident that we're going to win them.
0: Not we we at all. I feel more confident about beating Leicester and Wolves. They'll be open but, games.
2: We will lose to Southampton, probably yep. draw Villa and Brighton. drop points we'll against Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. That, yeah. That, 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 that's, that's just... That's us. Yep. That's us. So, you you take points away from those three games and what have you got? <laughs> You've got 8th place and maybe ninth. Yeah? Yep. So, whatever, man. We, we're we not built for this. We are not built to go away to places like Molyneux, to go away to places like Brighton and win one nil and be like, you, you know what, it's three points in a bag, let's move on. We don't. We're, we're a team where we need to beat we need to beat Newcastle four nil and we still find a way to beat it, to lose to <laughs> Olympia costs. So anyway, it is what it is, man.
0: Look, not the most uh, not the most pleasurable of shows for probably most Arsenal fans to listen for, but fuck realistic it. Bro. realistic at, at, at at the Arts Bros, we, uh, we don't really do this to
2: people sit here and think that man. it's...
0: The, respond to who?
2: Stand. Can, yeah. I, re- can I respond to Stan man? Regarding Ray that J, one? Ray J is not hip-hop. He's R&B. But if you look at it in a global scale, people will say that it's hip-hop. <laughs> that That's what I meant. All right? Ray J is not... If, Ray J is... R, well, technically, he's R&B. But really, he's just trash.
0: Positivity. Positivity. Boys not much more really to go through we kind of needed a bit of a cathartic session to like speak to each other and and talk about some stuff and talk about Rant. some 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 yeah talk about some real stuff instead of kind of you know i guess towing the line of the the common arsenal narrative at the moment which like we said at the start of the show is to link us with every single good player who's going to be a savior for us in the world um guys i think to recap You know, if we uncovered anything out of this podcast, we've uncovered that there are signings. There are signings that suit Arsenal and there are signings that will improve Arsenal. And that the only thing we can hope is that the Arsenal fans kind of don't get up in arms if these types of signings happen. I'm hopeful that these might be... I'm hopeful that Arteta... If he has any kind of, because let's face it, just to backtrack for a second, if you look at the investment in Arsenal on a monetary level over the last four years, the investment actually hasn't been bad. As in the physical monetary investment, physical monetary investment from the Cronkies <laughs> across the time they've been here, haven't hasn't actually been that bad. It's the people but look at what who we're bringing on. them in. It's yeah, exactly. Wonderful. It's the recruitment. It's the style of players. It's the players that we've passed <laughs> up on to go and get other players. So we can only hope... We can only hope... Man, shut the fuck up, you drunk. Oh, bro,
2: we passed oh. on Kante for Jacques. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Van for Mustafi, mate. Van for Mustafi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Van Dyke yeah. for Mustafi mate. So we can only Fuck hope me. that if some
0: of these less than, you know, we're not going out and buying Ferraris this year. You know, we we're going out and we're buying some. We need to go out and buy some Honda Civics. You know, we need some. We need Man, some.
1: I would take Honda Civics if Arteta can get them playing. You'd
0: fucking you'd crash it anyway, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'd crash a Ferrari, bro. I'd crash a Ferrari and Astra, a Corsa. Man, <laughs> crash a you would,
2: you, van, mate. You would crash the free reeler from the Mister Bean series, bro. Wait, you're, check it you're, out. I'm I'm Dan. you tragic. No, not too many Cooper <laughs> man. That's too many Cooper. No, man, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the three-wheeler, Oh, you're realer, talking bro. about the blue, blue one. The blue yeah. one. The blue yeah. Robin, <laughs> a Robin, a Robin <laughs> lion,
1: man. The blue Robin Relant. I'm with you now, man, yeah. I'd okay, crush, I uh, what was the TV programme uh, for a uh, Brom? I'd crush Brom. Oh. <laughs> you know Brom? Remember Brom? <laughs> that was a great, great programme. I loved Brom.
2: That was always on before I could, like, I, you always used to catch the back end of it because that was the time I used to get home <laughs> from school. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, boys, I think we're
0: going to pull the uh, I think we're going to pull the parachute cord on this one because <laughs> before Wait. we like, before we descend into despair and manny rounds the 10 vodka mark. But uh, to those of you who stayed with us throughout it, seven deep, bros, seven I, deep. I, I, I tell you what, it looks like from our chat group that we're not necessarily alone in this kind of feeling. I think there's lots and lots of switched on Arsenal fans out there. I think there's lots of guys. I think generally the guys who listen to us, bros and tune into us most weeks have pretty realistic opinions and realistic views. Cause if they're listening to us every week, then they're listening to realistic opinions and realistic views. So everyone in the chat box, everyone has been listening to us logging on, signing in and numbers are really launching at the moment. It's good. We're getting up to some really, really nice numbers. Um, if any of you guys get a chance, go on to YouTube, subscribe. Uh, we're trying to build that little YouTube channel. We're getting lots and lots of views on Facebook, but the YouTube views are shit. So uh, jump on, subscribe. Dan Potsy, you can catch Dan on the same old Arsenal podcast. You can catch Dan doing uh, his Pottsy's previews, which he does every week, which I absolutely recommend. He brings in fans from other teams. who actually get to hear a little bit of both sides. Dan's little Twitter feeds. There, he's at Dan Arsenal eighty seven. Uh, if you want to follow Manny, you can't. He's a faceless fucking ghost. He's a myth. He's I'm a genie in a lamp. Memory. Like when I visualise Manny, I visualise Will Smith in the new like remake of Aladdin. That's what I think. You know. uh, yeah, except way, different. except way more stoned and way angrier. Man, you could
2: you could have given me something, Bell. You had to give me Will Smith and the
0: Genie and the Aladdin. It's what I gave you. It's what I gave you. You're not hard enough to be like an ice cube. You're really more of a Will Smith kind of a rapper. For me, Manny.
2: see, see, when I punch you in the mouth, then you will be <laughs> different, then you won't be talking, shit. Uh,
1: all right, guys. I'm pulling the pin. We'll
0: catch you guys man, later. Before,
1: before you do, once again, thanks very Uh, sorry, um, congratulations once again to Toby for proving that his balls do work, unlike his brothers. Yep, my
0: balls, <laughs> work. Yeah, so fucking can't.
2: big up, big up, Aussie, Aussie kid, is man. It's Big silly up to you,
0: bro. Big up. Super Jack, Super Jack, Super Jackie. Where? Good night. Cheers, Max. Cheers, Max. <laughs>